Hello and welcome to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan, and in this program, we all discover jazz, old and new, together by listening to a wide array of selections, exploring different jazz styles and topics related to jazz, we'll learn more about what it is, what it isn't, how it's developed, and what we can listen for to enhance our experience. For the next 60 minutes, Discovering Jazz. It's rated as the best-selling jazz album of all time, and rated on many lists as one of the best albums of all time. I'm talking about Kind of Blue by Miles Davis. It was released August 17, 1959, and there were lineups at record stores to buy it. Reissues continue to sell well, and the original vinyl is very much in demand. So on Discovering Jazz this week, the question to which I'll try to discover an answer is why. Let me quote Nenej Jorovisky from All About Jazz website. As to the origin of the album, he writes, Sick of listening to relentless soloing based on chords crammed one next to each other, Miles decided to risk with several modal sketches. And after I play this first tune, I'm going to talk more about what is meant by modal jazz. But Miles came into the studio with just a few partial scales and a couple chords written down. Despite this, as Jorvisky writes, Kind of Blue is considered the greatest jazz recording of the century simply because of its perfect elegance and symmetry. No self-indulgence was allowed in this recording. All of the contributions, starting from pianist Bill Evans' celestial harmonies to the saxophonist's Coltrane and Adderley soloings, only serve to illuminate Miles' zen-like approach on this record that relied on simplicity. That simplicity assimilated the player's individual spontaneity into a unique and sacred mood, unquote. Let's start by playing side one, track one. So what? The beginning, an interplay between pianist Bill Evans and Paul Chambers on the bass, is so melodic that it's hard to believe that it wasn't rehearsed, and Miles Davis's first solo has been described as going within the space of a minute from sheer joy to melancholy to despair. One more thing. When Jazz Times magazine asked some top musicians and critics to give a list of five to ten improvised jazz solos they considered to be the greatest, Miles' solo in this one received more votes than any other. Here is Miles Davis with So What?
from the Miles Davis album, Kind of Blue, that's So What? I'm featuring this album on today's Discovering Jazz program, where we can all discover what makes it so great. Well, one thing is the caliber of the musicians. Besides Miles Davis on trumpet, you heard Julian Cannonball Adderley on alto sax, John Coltrane on tenor sax, Bill Evans piano, Paul Chambers bass, and Jimmy Cobb on drums. It's been described as the album that introduced modal jazz to the mainstream. What's modal jazz? Well, Boston University music professor Jeremy Jeremy Yudkin gives one of the easiest descriptions to understand. It refers, firstly, to the use of scales that are different from your standard major or minor scales. And secondly, even more noticeable, is the way the music is grounded on long passages of unchanging harmony. In other words, sort of the same chord for a long period of time. For example, in that track we just heard, So What? It's in an A-A-B-A form, where all the A sections are based on a single harmony and the B sections on a different harmony a half step higher. Regarding this next one, Blue and Green, there's been some argument about who wrote it, with most people today crediting it to his pianist, Bill Evans. In the original, Miles Davis took credit for it. It's described as a palindrome in terms of the soloists, piano, trumpet, piano, with John Coltrane's 30-second sax solo as a capstan, then piano, trumpet, piano again, and it has such a beautiful chord structure. Let's hear it, blue and green. Thank you. 
Here's a version of that same tune by a Canadian jazz fusion group from Montreal, Uzeb, that's spelled U-Z-E-B, active from 1976 to 1992, featuring guitarist Michael Cousson from a live concert, Blue and Green. Thank you. 
Here's a bit of jazz drummer Brian Tate, originally from Vancouver and now living where I'm living, in Victoria. And here he talks about Miles Davis. Uh, and uh, certainly Miles Davis, you know, not only in, in, <clears throat> in how he composes and how he plays, but how he would work with his bands. He, would, he was always a teacher. He would never let his players get complacent. He would always keep them on the edge, keep them guessing. Uh, I've heard stories where he would start to count in a standard and at the very last part of the count he'd tell them what key to play it in, you know. So they were always at the edge and, and he kept people right at the edge of their proficiencies so they always had to push a little more and learn a little more uh, on the bandstand, you know, not in the practice room but out there on the bandstand and that's to me, there's something so vital and life-affirming about the willingness to do that, and I think audiences really saw that. They really got that. These are players who are absolutely thrilled to be playing on the edge, and I think it reminds us as humans to take more risks and play on the edge, and that we have bigger capacities than we think we do. Coming back to Miles Davis's kind of blue album from 1959, this next one's a 12-bar blues, but in 6-4 time, with a chord sequence made entirely of 7th chords, with a flatted 6th and a turnaround instead of the usual 5 chord. Now, when I first heard this tune, it sounded so familiar to me, and I don't know why, because I'm, I was primarily a folky and really wasn't too familiar with much jazz. Well, I just discovered why the tune was so familiar, and I'm going to demonstrate it right after it's over. All Blues, Miles Davis.
All Blues, Miles Davis from the Kind of Blue album from 1959, talking about why that album has such incredible popularity. Now, its popularity with critics seems understandable from what we've heard, but why the public? Here it is, 60 years since its release, and it continues to sell more copies on vinyl, CD, and uploads than any current jazz releases. I don't know why. Maybe Miles and company actually invented a perpetual motion machine. But I'll tell you why that tune that we just heard, All Blues, was so familiar to me. I was a great Tim Buckley fan in the late 60s and 70s, and here's something from his Happy Sad album. I'm just going to play part of it. He calls it Strange Feeling. Just give a listen to this. bit of Tim Buckley from 1969. You can see that he obviously was familiar with Miles Davis's Kind of Blue album and a song very much derived from all blues. One song I didn't play from the Kind of Blue album is Freddie Freeloader, which was the second track on the album. It's a more standard blues and it's become a classic that many others have recorded. I'm going to play a version of it by a jazz singer from the state of Maine, Carrie Coltrane. Just a touch from Miles Davis first. Freddie Freeloader, where Wynton Kelly replaces Bill Evans on piano.
You're listening to the bass of Ron Carter, Lewis Nash on drums, Mark Lucas guitar, an instrumental version of Miles Davis's Freddie Freeloader with the beautiful vocals of Carrie Coltrane. Lyrics by Eugene McDaniels. Okay, for the last one, which is also the last track on the Kind of Blue album, Flamenco Sketches, this one brings the modal conception to its most developed point. It's based upon five scales or modes, and each musician improvises in turn upon all five in order. The piece has no written melody, but is rather defined by a set of chord changes that are improvised over using various modes. Each musician separately shows the number of bars for each of the modal passages in his solo, as well as different modes they're each in different keys as well. Now, one other interesting note. There's been claims that Flamenco Sketches was originally titled All Blues, and All Blues was originally titled Flamenco Sketches, but somebody made an error when they um, put the titles on the album. So can you imagine someone at a jam session shouting out All Blues, then going into Flamenco Sketches? It would probably drive the other musicians crazy. But let's hear flamenco sketches. And you've been listening to Discovering Jazz. I'm Larry Sademan. Today, discovering the famous Kind of Blue album by Miles Davis, 1959. Tune in next week for some more interesting jazz. Coming your way through Peterborough Independent Podcasters.
Thank you. 